Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Okay, it's another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. And today we are chatting with Niels uh, Hognestad about his brand new Christmas parody film, A Clusterfunk Christmas. Um, And on the show, we talk to your favorite actors and celebrities from film and television, music, comedy and more. And if you haven't had a chance to see this film, you're missing out. It is absolutely the best. Uh, And if you're watching the video, you can see this great poster behind me. Uh, Nils, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, this is a fun and fantastic film, especially this time of year where we're getting a lot of Christmas movies. This movie is just absolutely hilarious and uh, has a fantastic cast. uh, And uh, it premiered on December 4th on Comedy Central, but is available to stream everywhere. Let's talk about this project and how you got involved with it, the genesis behind it, because this is just one uh, heck of a wild ride, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that perfectly. I mean, it's definitely been uh, quite the wild ride. Uh, The whole process has been, um, like you said, a wild ride from the very beginning. I mean, uh, I was really fortunate to be able to have this audition come through uh, my desk and it was magic immediately uh i was actually out of the lead cast i was the only one that had to audition everybody else had the the gig on offer and uh so it was quite flattering to be the only canadian and lead cast and to to be able to (laughs) audition and uh i mean it was so well written i mean you you saw the film i gather yes Um, and it was so well written and i mean it's one of these films that you kind of have to watch it a few times to get all the jokes as much as they're making fun of a genre where the scripts are made really, really fast and they just, you know, go through a very, very strict story structure. This is just chock full of jokes, although they're sticking to all the similar tropes. They definitely uh, have included a lot of really, really witty jokes that it takes a few watches to go to, to get. And uh, yeah, the, the audition process was, was actually quite um, intense for me because um, it had been, uh, since the pandemic, it had been a bit of a, a rough go in the audition world and everything in the industry changed with uh, the pandemic. So uh, when this came through, it was kind of at a, at a heavy point where I had to call my sister up and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can handle another one of these auditions. I'm like, this is a, a gig that I would love to do. I mean, written by Anna Gasteyer and Rachel Dratch. They're two comedy legends that I really admire. And so... I kind of said to her, I was like, you know, I don't know if I can go through this again. I mean, to do an audition, there has to be an element of you that believes that you can get it. And with all of the auditions that I'd been doing, I was starting to feel a bit disheartened. And so she was my biggest cheerleader, actually. I called her up the day before the audition and was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And she was like, you have to believe that this is yours. And so she had me jumping up and down on the phone and like screaming at the top of my lungs and completely changed my energy and uh, I went in the next day and auditioned and Anna and Rachel said that they saw my tape and 
they were like, we knew immediately it was you. We were like, we saw other people. We were like, this is it. That's interesting because, I mean, a project like this doesn't come along very often. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's very funny, irreverent, stylized, just a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, the tropes and the jokes and, and all of those things. And of course, your character, uh, Percy Slay. I mean, it's just like as over the top as you can possibly get. But it has a great cast. And it's a lot of fun, and it's a good film. Hmm. Interesting, the fact that you, I mean, I know actors feel pressure all of the time uh, when you're going up for a project, even as much work as you've done and the great projects that you've been a part of. I imagine, um, you know, coming into this, I mean, how do you mitigate the stress and anxiety? I mean, you obviously had the outlet of your sister and things like that, but as much work as you've done, but then like there's the dredge of another callback, another audition, you know, you clearly, and among others, I'm certain are doing this not for anything other than because it's just part of your DNA and it's something that you want to be a part of. I mean, how do you mitigate all of that? I mean, it, it has to be challenging, especially in the last year when things were so crazy and the whole scope of, of your business changed Mm -hmm. significantly and plans to doesn't seem to change necessarily um, as far as how people get seen and, you know, getting into the room uh, is now a zoom room these days versus, you know, the traditional, um, you know, traveling out to West Hollywood and trying to find a parking space and go in and audition with a bunch of other people who look like you, um, which is a compliment clearly, but you know what I mean? Like it's just the whole process of, getting into something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I, I am very fortunate to have a really great support system. And uh, I mean, my sister is not the person that I would go to for support and she'll be the first to say that. But uh, so this was actually a very unique moment. Hence why I felt the need to, to uh, tell the whole story. But uh, she's not one to big people up. She's very much like, get over it, move on. <laughs> yeah. was, Sounds like my mother, I get yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's, that's very much my sister. And so on top of her, I have a bunch of other people in my life that are incredibly supportive. And that has been uh, over, over time, I've realized that that's been one of the most important things and knowing who your close friends are. And I mean, when things are going well, like right now, suddenly everybody wants to hang out and everybody wants to, to go for that drink that they've been meaning to go for with you for ages. Uh, but it's been, um, yeah. Prior to this, I mean, what do I do to deal with it? Uh, I meditate. I breathe a lot. I do a lot of breathing exercises and that's vitally important. I need to have something that centers and grounds me and I need to have a physical outlet because there's a lot of pent up energy that ends up getting stored and you do deal with disappointment after disappointment. But the thing is, it's not direct rejection. Yeah. Direct rejection, I feel like I could handle really well with like, no, you didn't get it, but that doesn't happen. It's just never. No, ever. you just Very kind of rarely. Wait. And exactly. <laughs> yes. if you call up your agent, like whatever happened with that, the only response you're going to get is, well, they went another direction, you know? So I gave up years ago calling my agent being like, what happened with the gig? Because if I don't hear anything, it just means a no. Yeah. So it was a lot of silence for a long time, but I do realize that like a physical outlet is vitally important for me. And also just having a really good social circle um, that don't include actors because uh, a lot of actors can end up just kind of feeding the ego and you can kind of fall into these 
vicious cycles of being like, well, what did the casting director say? Did they say anything? Who else was in the room? You know, it just becomes this a bit, a bit too heady. And the best thing to do for acting, I think, is to just feel your way through. And the moment you're overthinking it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's like going to a job interview, but never hearing if you ever got the job, you know, Um, or like, can we get your email address as they're wrapping up the conversation? It's like, why do they need my email address? Clearly, I did not get this. I mean, acting for you became an interest at age around age nine, correct? And that's when you really... Uh, knew that this was something that you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so you see a play Cats, from what I understand, <laughs> and you get involved in a couple other things. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, this is something that I want to do. What was the conversation like with family when you told them that you wanted to pursue acting as a full-time job? Was it a good conversation? I mean, I'm very curious. I always like to hear this. If you want to share about that moment, because it's a big deal to tell somebody you're not taking the traditional path uh, and you're going to become an actor, you know, it's yeah. like a podcaster. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't get paid for that. Well, kind of. But it's a long drudge. It can be. Got to pay your those conversations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it was like coming out to my parents. I feel like I've come out to my parents so many damn times now. For sure. So many different things. And one of them being, uh, I'm an actor. And uh, the response was, (laughs) well, I was worried you were going to say that. And I mean, my mother, uh, she taught children with learning disabilities and ESL, English as a second language. And then uh, my father worked in shipping. So they said very blatantly, they were like, listen, we can't help you. We don't know the world that you're wanting to pursue. So it's up to you to figure it out on your own. And then I was, and they were like, the only thing is you're not allowed to just like pack up and move to Los Angeles. What's right. your plan? And I was like, damn it. My plan was to pack up and move to Los Angeles. So like everybody else yeah, and just go. <laughs> exactly. So uh, then I was like, great. Well, then I'll go to a theater school in the States. And my parents were like, ah, no, that's a bit expensive. And I was like, damn it. I really wanted to go to Juilliard or something. And uh, then they were like, no, you're going to go to a school in Canada. And so I asked my acting teacher and I was like, where do I go to get a degree for pretending? And he knew off the top of his head, two places. So I applied to both of them and I auditioned to one and I got in and that was kind of the course of everything from then on. But uh, yeah, my parents were not really, I mean, they were supportive in the sense that they were like, do whatever you want, but they were very vocal about being disappointed and also being like, it's going to be hard for you. So um, it was, uh, it's been very much like a a solo journey and I've had to figure out everything on my own. And it's not like I have nepotism in my favor. Uh, No one in the shipping industry has any ties with anybody in the film world. So (laughs) uh, every step along the way has, has been me finding it on my own and just kind of, mapping my own route and making a lot of mistakes and uh, ending up in this clusterfunk. (laughs) There you have it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a beautiful job. I mean, again, some of the projects you've been a part of, but to be classically trained and to have that background is huge, you know, because I think it just makes somebody the better for whatever it is that they're doing, you know, whether they wind up using it or not. But I mean, clearly it's paid off quite well for you uh, with some of the projects that you've, you know, had the opportunity to be a part of in this wonderful Christmas film 
uh, which is great. One last question, and uh, I like to ask this a lot. Um, clearly, you know, the, the path that you've been on, like most, is, is, is has a lot of ups and downs. And, uh, you know, it's just a very unpredictable business. And, you know, it's kind of like you go to the next project. What have you done for me lately? But what is the best advice that you have ever been given on the trajectory of your career from whether it's early on to recent uh, then has helped sustain you and, and sort of carried you on through your the trajectory of your career? It, it, it always feels like I'm talking about like some religion that doesn't exist. But uh, I think the number one thing is faith, like actually sure. having a faith in yourself and in what you're doing. Um, that's first and foremost, because if you don't have the belief or love for yourself, other people are not going to have that for you. Um, it's, it, I find that acting so much has to do with uh, self-help. Mm. And um, if you're not feeling it and you're not expressing it to your honest ability, it's not going to come across. Yeah. And so it does, it is important for you to have uh, the faith and trust in yourself and in your ability uh, before you can actually move on um, from that. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. But then on top of that, uh, it's it's also, this is a hard one to understand. It's taken me years to understand it, but it's not personal. As much as it feels personal because you're putting your heart on the line and you're putting your emotions out there and you are telling a story for a character that you can't help but feel a little bit, when you don't book it or if you don't book it, it's not, it's not because of you, but it's also because of you. But you yeah. can't take that personally. You know, like it's just, you know, when they say we went another direction, there's a million people that can do the role. It's just everyone is going to offer a different flavor and you're just maybe not that flavor that they're looking for, but your flavor is going to be perfect for something else. And yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of the main thing that I would say is, and that's the hardest thing to understand is that when you get a rejection, it's not, no, you're not enough of this. It's just someone else was exactly the embodiment that we received. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, hard work and all of that always pays off, I think, above everything else. Um, because you can take somebody who's super talented um, and they can really stink up something if they're not, you know, putting in the effort. And that I think anything involving the creative arts, hard work always pays off. Well, this is fantastic. This movie uh, a cluster funk Christmas available on Comedy Central to watch and to stream. Uh, Niels, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me, Brad. This was absolutely fantastic. Lovely to see you, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Idly, hey! Welcome to another episode of the Brad Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. 